1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today. Finding this a little pounding for my taste, Chris. What is it they were listening to?
0: You're not a dance club kind of guy. Um, I wouldn't guess. Um, that's Movement by LCD Sound System. Uh, band leader, such as it is, James Murphy, born on this day in 1970. Also sending that out um, to what Grizzlies fans seem to really want in the trade deadline, which is movement.
1: Yeah. Uh, if they didn't before last night, they do now. It seemed to create a sense of urgency among the populace. It was uh, that was uh, that was a, it, it was a, it was just dis- it was discouraging. Let's just say that I, it was bad on any number of fronts. And you were there. Let's start with a good thing. You were there eating gelato. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it was a good, good night for me with the gelato. Sure. Uh, what flavor? Um, yeah, no, uh, what flavor gelato did you have? I had the tiramisu. That's what. That's what my son, my daughter went with the. Um, I guess it was Mexican chocolate. And
1: where is um, it? That, that was also that very place? good. Where is the, the stand?
0: It's a cart, and it's on. It's somewhere around. It's on the plaza level. and I want to say okay. it's section. It's it's back behind the Grizzlies bench. We you go straight up. So yeah. whatever that is, one hundred four, one hundred five, something like that. It's
1: delicious. You like it. Jeffrey said his wife has now said, "Where, where is that? I need to get that."
0: Um, yeah. No, I think it's got to be. If there's something better inside FedEx Forum, I know this may not be the highest bar to clear, but if there's something better to eat inside FedEx Form, I've certainly never had it. Uh, all right. What'd you think? You know, I, I don't. They lost the game. I mean, the the Blazers aren't great, but they're not bad either. They're in the they're in a playoff mix. Um, Damian Willard is one of the best best players in the league He was on a hot run and they were in a close game with a decent team, you know, played without Steven Adams, and one team made shots at the end of the game and the other one didn't. And it's not surprising that the Blazers were the better shot making team there in the end. And that's it's not, like, not that that exposed a problem with the Grizzlies. I mean we all, we we know already. But, you know, the shot making was just at a higher level for Portland down the stretch of that game. And maybe it's different if you get a good Desmond Bain game which, you know, him coming off one injury, still dealing with another. That was not a peak Desmond Bain performance to a seven from three. But you just didn't have the other options there either. And so, you know, Jaron was over three from three, although he had a really good game inside the arc. You know, I think it's the collective three-point shooting and the difference in the shot-making and down the stretch of that game between the two teams.
1: Yeah, and I think what's discouraging about it is is that you're exactly right. It doesn't reveal anything. It just further deepens one's concern about something that is already a concern, which is half-court offense, shot-making, all of that, particularly in a world where Dez is not uh, early-season Dez, and we really don't know that he will
0: be. Yeah, um, no, that, that, that's a good point, and I agree.
1: Um, and then, secondly, when Dylan is not even <laughs> erratic, Dylan, he's now just bad Dylan, offensively from shooting. He's just bad.
0: Um, yeah, no, this is this is one of this is as I documented in my column this week. This is the worst scoring stretch he's had since early in his second season.
1: So, uh, so, uh, so neither neither of those things are great. um uh, what do you think of Danny Green?
0: Um, you know, it, it, for people who clamoring for more Dylan Brooks, he you know he gave a similar three point shooting, you know one for four from three, two, two fouls in like you know five or six <laughs> minutes or whatever it was. It was a really Dylan Brooks' test performance in terms of piling up the missed three pointers and the fouls. I don't know. He he looked fine. Like I don't. I think he'll shoot better than that. But I don't have a lot of faith that he is going to be a big boost. You know that he's going to be giving you 25, like, really strong minutes off the bench night after night in playoff basketball um, at this age coming off that injury. It's just not something I have a lot of faith in. Like, I wouldn't, you know, if you get past the trade deadline, you don't make a deal. Like, I'm not going to cut him to try to sign someone else for right. the roster spot, but I, I don't I don't see him as some missing piece or anything.
1: And Zayah Williams is just, it feels like he's drowning. You know, I, it, 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 it. it. I get that they play him for reasons of development, but for the number two team in the West to be given, what did he have last night, 18 minutes or something, 12 minutes? What did he have? He had... Uh,
0: yeah, well, for reasons of development, but also reasons injury. of, like, John Conchar is on uh, the yeah. contractual protocol, and the other two guys are rookies, and, you know, they play 10. And so it'd be interesting to me to, to, me to see if he was getting playoff minutes, right if the playoffs were right now. Um, I'm guessing might maybe not. But I I don't, you know, Zaire, you know, I I feel pretty good about him as a long-term proposition. Um, I think people got way ahead of themselves last season and going into this season on him. I still feel pretty good about him long-term. But I would easily put him in a trade like tomorrow if I thought it was a good deal.
1: Yeah. All right. So that brings us back to where we were, (laughs) which is OG Ananobi. ESPN today in their trades we'd like to see uh, had uh, Zaire... Danny Green, three firsts, Golden State, and then Memphis in twenty three and twenty five for OG Ananobi. Yes or no?
0: Um, what was what were the picks again? It was
1: the two Memphis picks in twenty three and twenty five, and the Golden State pick in twenty
0: four. Oh man, that that is right on the line. I, I I think um, it depends on what my plan is with Dylan Brooks and whether. I mean, do I think I'm going to re-sign Dylan Brooks and OG Ananobi? If I don't, do I think I have some other deal for Dylan Brooks? I can't give up that much and then have Dylan Brooks just walk away for nothing this summer. I I just think, you know, I might do that, but i got to have some plan to either be able to keep both or be able to move Brooks to recoup some of that value. I can't can't have Dylan Brooks just lose him for nothing and give up three picks and Zaire Williams. Because effectively, when you think about next season – You're basically throwing Dylan Brooks into that deal. And Um, I'm not making a deal just about this season.
1: Right. Um, It's – well, we just had Dan Devine on, and he made the point that Dylan Brooks may be the best three-and-D defender on the – you know, player on the open market this summer. Like, he's obviously not having a good year for Dylan Brooks, but –
0: Um, Well, he's not having a good last few weeks. He was having a good season early in the season. He was playing as well as he ever has. He's just hit a really, really bad stretch that's brought down the whole season numbers.
1: Um, And so, well, let's just pretend that they do this deal. Uh, They they, they make the trade that ESPN suggested. And Dan Devine said he would do it. He said he would do that deal. Um, What happens with Dylan and OG Ananobi on the same team for the rest of the year?
0: I mean, I think the move has got to be Dylan Brooks is coming off the bench. And so the question is, does you get buy-in from him on that? I think at a minimum, if I'm the Grizzlies, I say, and I'm just assuming that the extension, the contract extension for Brooks has been on the table. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I'm assuming it is. I say to Dylan Brooks, this contract extension is still on the table. Like, the $60 million is still on the table for you. Even though we brought someone else in, even though we're moving you to the bench, if you want this contract, it is there. You can sign it. It is there for you, and it will still be there for you this summer, and we'll negotiate, you know, who knows, maybe more. We'll negotiate with you this summer. I mean, that's what I would, that's what I would say, and, I, and I'd mean it. Um, and so I would try to make it work that way and hope that Dylan Brooks uh, buy in. As much as people are frustrated with Dylan, like how many shots did he take last night? you have the box score in front of you?
1: I do have the box score in front of me. Dylan Brooks took nine shots.
0: Yeah, he is not. His shooting efficiency has been terrible lately. He really and truly has consciously reined it in in terms of volume this season. I think he has been self-aware about his role, not in every minute of every game, but over the course of the season, much more than he has in the past, and I think more than people have expected, and I think more than his biggest critics realize. And so I'm not convinced that he would not, you know, Take on that 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 smaller role in order to stay here and to try to win big. If the Grizzlies are taking care of him in a way that's somewhat around market value, like I would not roll that out. I,
1: I honestly have very little concern about it for the rest of the year. Um, it's a contract year for him. I think Dylan. I think Dylan likes to think of himself as a leader who will do anything to win, and I think that's right because that's the narrative he tells about himself. That is how he would approach it, at least for the rest of this year. I don't really think it would be a problem for the rest of this year. Now, whether you could do it going forward, they'd have the money. Well, this to, this, this yeah.
0: is what I'm getting back to about that trade. Yeah. To me, if you're trading for OG Ananobi, you're trading with him with the idea of we are re-signing OG Ananobi, right? right. I know he's under, it's not just a one-year rental because he's under contract for next season, but we're not even making it just for the, making it just for this season and next season. We're re-signing this dude after next season. So you're factoring in a long-term deal for Ann and in your long-term, you know, right. uh, as you push right. things out. And so what does that mean for Dylan Brooks? Even if it's fine the rest of the season, does that mean he just walks to go sign somewhere else next season and you recoup no value for him? That's what I have to factor into that trade, that if I don't think I'm re-signing Dylan Brooks, then I'm basically, in terms of next season, he's in the trade. You know, I'm giving, uh, I'm no, giving up right. that value, too.
1: Um, they could make it work financially.
0: Well, at some point, Robert Parris probably going to pay some tax, but it's not going to be like the Golden State tax. Right. I, I think people – it depends on where the numbers come in. Um, I think people have underestimated a little bit how much the cap is rising, and, and you factor that stuff in. Like, I was comfortable with the idea of re-signing Desmond Bain and then the fourth player, whether that's Dylan Brooks or O.J. Ananobi. When you start talking about both, it gets tricky, but I wouldn't rule it out.
1: Do you think Dylan would have independent value somewhere where you could get something back for him, not from Toronto if they don't value him particularly, but somewhere else?
0: Yeah, I would think so. I, I don't know that that's been explored. It has not been explored by me. Um, I don't know if it's been explored by the Grizzlies. I, I My sense a few weeks ago was that they're not trading Dylan Brooks. That, that was subject to change, and it may, it may well, maybe it has. I don't know. But I have to assume that somewhere you could get – you know, at, at worst-case scenario, you're getting, you, you know, people talking about Gary Trent Jr. like, two good second-round picks would be, like, I got to think he has at least that value, right? I don't know if I – I wouldn't do that for him. You know, I, I would rather lose him for nothing, I think, than, than get rid of him during this playoff run for, for second-round picks was right. sort of my my idea with Kyle Anderson last year. But I got to factor – I got to factor t- – t- my point, my broader point, which I'm reiterating, any trade I'm making, I'm thinking about the, the the impact beyond just this season. Yeah.
1: Um. So I was looking at some of the history, and I actually have to update my column because I left one out. But they have, um, they've done a bunch of these. It's interesting. <laughs> they've done, like we don't at least I didn't think of them until I started going through them. But they have
0: traded. Yeah, I, I tweeted. I tweeted about this a few days ago. You sort of beat me to it, but I, in my back pocket, if they oh. if they had made if they had made the Ananobi trade, I was going to sort of invoke that history of in in season trades for missing missing piece wings. So they've here so they so are. Justice Which, Winslow is another one that you missed. Was he well?
1: Yeah, I was doing firsts because no first was involved in that. I was gonna. I was only doing lists of first round picks, and no first was involved in that one. But um, I double checked that. But I missed the Shane Battier one. So here's what they did. This is where they've traded firsts, and Courtney Lee was for seconds. I didn't include him either because uh, right. that, that was. I was just a subcategory of this. Um, Bonzi Wells in 2004. I think that was good. Yes, that that, that helped him. Bonzi blew up sure. ultimately, but yeah. that helped him. Um, Ronnie Brewer in 2010, no, that did not help. Well, he was hurt, and then they decided to sign Tony Allen instead of re-signing Ronnie Brewer, right? Right. Uh, the John Lure wasn't even... That was to get off of... That's of a, a
0: different genre yeah. of trade, yeah.
1: And then the Jeff Green in 2015.
0: Were you uh, Were you opposed See, to... The- where, where, where I think... My thinking about this was not first-round pick. My, right. my, my thinking about this was sort of bolstering, you know, mi- missing piece kind of thing. Yeah. And, and the where, to me, where Winslow fits and Battier doesn't, is Battier was always a rental. That was a rental for a playoff ride. Whereas, I think, with Winslow and with Green, and they hoped with Brewer when they made the trade, that these were like new yep. pieces were adding for like multiple-year stretches. And to me, if they trade for Ananobi, it's in that genre. Yeah.
1: Um, all right. Um... Do you have uh, – who should make the All-Star game? Is, is what, what chances do you give Jaron of making the All-Star team in the West?
0: Um, low. I just think, I think so you know, the, the missed games plus the missed minutes and plus, you know, the strength of the competition, I, I don't I, – I'd be surprised.
1: Um, do you have thoughts on who the remaining reserves in the West should be?
0: Um, I haven't sat down and done the exercise. Um, I, I mean, I can certainly do it off the top of my head. If you, if you do I it mean, off the top I, of your head, do it off the top. Of so your head. I think let me think. So guards, so two guards. I think that's going to be Morant and Shea Gillis Alexander. Yep. Um, three front court players. So the starters are Jokic, Zion, and LeBron. Right. Yep. So I think it should be Sabonis, mm-hmm. uh, Demontis Sabonis, Laurie Markinen. and then without committing it to study, I sort of feel like probably Paul George. And then you get to two wild-card
1: spots. Not Anthony the, Davis. You don't want Anthony Davis there.
0: I think he's missed too much. Lakers are too bad. So then you get into the two wild-card spots. Damian Lillard for one. And now you got, now you got one spot left. I think Jaron's in that discussion and Davis is in that discussion.
1: Darren Fox should be in that
0: discussion. Darren, I was about to say Darren Fox. It would be weird to have, you know, two Kings and one Grizzly and one Nugget. I think Aaron Gordon, who's been the best player for Denver all season. How about Devin I'm Booker? Like, yeah, I do that. Devin, Maybe I do Aaron Gordon. Is Devin Booker in the in the slot? In, I think he's he, he's missed too much. Too to much. Or as well. uh,
1: and then you did go to the Tyree Nichols service yesterday.
0: Uh, well, I, I I endeavored, but um, I there was there was a credentials oh. um, miscommunication, and I wasn't about to argue with a publicist right. at a funeral. Right. and So no. Julia Baker was already there, so I right. let it go.
1: Julia Baker wrote about it
0: for the. Daily
1: Memphian. All right, thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.